listening to Ambitious AF, a podcast that will help you level up, find positivity, and put yourself on top right now and every day for the rest of your life. I'm your host, Caroline Lewis, and each week I will bring you a guest or thought that will motivate you to get out of bed every morning with the willingness to succeed. Being ambitious means you are proud of who you are and everything you've accomplished. Only you can make that happen, though. But with the help of this podcast, you will rise to the top. You will find success. You will believe in yourself and manifest happiness. And most importantly, you will become ambitious AF. I know you are eager to begin. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another interview here on Ambitious AF. I'm going to jump right into it. So today we are going to speak to Courtney, and she is the founder and also on her Instagram, so go check her out already, is The Elevate Effect. The Elevate Effect. And she's a business systems specialist. So um, we, I'm sure, are going to talk tech because I'm, <laughs> we're both tech gurus or geeks or whatever you want to call us. But in the meantime, we're just kind of get going to get into her entrepreneurial journey, how she started her business, all the ups and downs that uh, we all face as entrepreneurs, and you know, hopefully you all will get some inspiration and motivation from this episode. So without further ado, Courtney, welcome to the podcast. Please let everyone know more about you and your business, and, and we'll go from there. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys today. Um, like she mentioned, my name is Courtney. Um, I almost said Courtney Davis, which actually just changed in the past week and a half. I just got married. So it's Courtney Lazar now, which I still am not used to. <laughs> um, so just got married, but I, um, I'll, I guess start with a couple little personal things where mm-hmm. I'm located, stuff like that. I, uh, currently live in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. So if you guys are familiar with where Destin or Panama City Beach is in the Panhandle, um, I'm smack dab in the middle between the two. But I'm originally from a really, really small town in Missouri. Um, but I've been living down here in Florida for about four years now. Um, and I just absolutely love it. So um, I definitely is starting to feel like home at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as my entrepreneur journey and kind of what that looks like, I actually got started in this industry. It'll be four years ago in December. So about three and a half, four years. Um, I was working at uh, a corporate nine to five. I was working at an insurance company and I was just feeling super, super unfulfilled in my job, which I think is just where a lot of us kind of get to that point where, you know, we were either not feeling fulfilled or just not passionate Mm -hmm. about what we're doing. And I kind of had this moment of, this is not how I want to be spending my life. Mm -hmm. And it kind of all came to fruition on, I had taken a, like kind of a spur of the moment vacation, (laughs) what what you could call vacation. I just got like, so done and burnt out. Mm -hmm. I just packed up my car. I drove all the way to Colorado and slept in my car the whole time. Um, did a hike, summited, uh, literally Mount Ida and then turned around and came back within three days. Um, and that trip, I was just like, okay, this is not sustainable. This Mm -hmm. is not living my life. Like I can't keep doing this. And so I had originally, um, before that I had been working at a remote tech startup. Um, Mm -hmm. so making the transition from a tech startup to working back in a corporate nine to five, 
was not an awesome transition. So I was like, okay, I just need to get back into the remote space. Like, at least that would make me feel a little bit more, um, you know, like my life wasn't being controlled by my work environment, if that made sense. And so I started applying for a bunch of jobs and, you know, everybody wants to work in the remote space. It's a very competitive industry, no matter what Mm -hmm. type of company you're Mm -hmm. applying to work with. Um, And I I just kind of got tired of people not recognizing my value Mm. and, and, and just, you know, just being a number for everybody else. And so I just decided, okay, if nobody else is going to see it, then I'm just going to do it myself and figure it out. And so I started taking just some online courses in my free time. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like there were days I was at my job and kind of like working on my yeah. own stuff. Yeah. Cause I would get, you know, my work done in like four hours, yep. just oh. sitting there twiddling my thumbs and like, well, this is not a good use of my time. So I might as well be doing something that could get me out of this mm-hmm. job. And so that's, I started taking some online classes. Um, and I actually started out doing web design because I thought that that was the only way to make mm-hmm. a decent living in the remote space at that point in time. Um, but then I quickly realized I'm not a creative. I hated web design, no matter how well or like how much money I could earn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of decided, okay, let's look at the things that I really enjoy doing and what I'm good at and how can we monetize that online. Um, and so that's how I got to start being an OBM because my corporate background is in project management. Um, I'm very type A. Mm -hmm. I love to color code everything. Like I was the kid in school that like you never found a doggy ear on my paper. Everything (laughs) was labeled and highlighted. And so it was just kind of a natural transition for me. And so I just started putting myself out there. Um, And then so by December of 2017, I um, had promised myself that I would only leave my job if I had matched my corporate salary and contracts. Mm -hmm. And because again, I just, I I wanted to have something stable. I'm like I said, I'm type A, I need stability. And that's what would make me feel comfortable. Um, And so I, by December, I had told myself by January 1st that I need to have this done. I was going to quit whether I had or not. But by December 21st, I had signed my last contract to match my salary and was able to quit my job. Um, And ever since I've been in this space, like I said, was an OBM for most of this journey. And then in the past about year and a half, two years, really transitioned and pivoted to systems because that's just, as I was working in the back end of people's business, that's the pieces that I started to notice that really lit me up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working with systems, the puzzle pieces of finding how things can integrate together mm-hmm. to be more efficient, run more lean. And so that's what we do now is we really primarily focus on doing ClickUp setups. Um, and then we also have our course where we teach people A to Z how to set up systems for their business to run more effectively. So that's where we're at now. And that's kind of the journey, a uh, long journey <laughs> of how I got here. But I think, you know, everyone kind of has a journey that's kind of similar, um, but we were all in this space for a reason, right? And um, and that's, yeah, that's really how I got to where I'm at at this point. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And there's a, like a million things that I wanted to kind of talk about. <laughs> um, because, I mean, you're right. There, there's, everyone has like their reasons and they're kind of all similar. Um, and most people, you know, they say that I didn't feel fulfilled and that's when yeah. I was go- like, you know, what is it that fulfills my life, right? Because we get tired of being bossed around, like you said, being only a number and mm-hmm. um, doing a job that we could finish in two hours, but we still have to sit at our desk for the remaining six, right? Um, but the mm-hmm. biggest thing that you pointed out that I haven't heard 
uh, in a while is the value, like you valuing yourself. And I think that's mm-hmm. huge. And it's, it's always weird how, um, these interviews kind of align when I have solo episodes on Wednesday, because I was just talking about valuing yourself and the power of saying no and everything. And Absolutely. when you're working a nine to five, um, unless you have an amazing corporate society culture and you, cause there are people that love working nine to five. They love the corporation lifestyle. They love being able to have set time and the benefits of course, but like aside from that, just a schedule. Um, yeah. and then there's those, it's kind of like 50, 50. I feel like there's those that understand, you know, I'm not really being valued like I want to be valued, right? There's that difference. And I love that you brought that up, kind of realizing that I feel like I know I can do more. I'm meant Mm -hmm. to do more and I'm not as valued here in this workspace. So I got to figure out what that is. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, kind of another thing that I want to touch on is, when people, and it's, I just had a conversation uh, with my personal trainer the other day at the gym. Cause she was like, how did you start your business? How did you know that it would make money and blah, blah, blah. Right. Which is a question. Um, obviously entrepreneurs, we get asked all the time and it really comes down to, you know, what's your passion. But like you said, which I, I want to pinpoint is what can I do that I love, but I can monetize because mm-hmm. a lot of people forget that aspect. And they're just like, I, and, and I'm so, I solely believe the more passionate you are in something that you can really monetize it and, and have it like lift up. But there are some circumstances where you could be super passionate at something and you just can't monetize it. Um, so if you don't mind kind of walking through your thought process around, you know, wanting to leave that job and what did that, that really look like, or I guess like thought process wise. So how are you thinking and researching what you think you could monetize in a business? Yeah. So that's a good question. And, you know, I think I actually started taking, um, way back in the days, June of 2017, um, I bought the bucket list bombshells courses. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but I had found them. I don't know if it was on Pinterest or where it was a long time ago, um, but they teach uh, tech skills, uh, design skills, and then general like how to run an online business skills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had started taking that, and I'd taken some uh, courses through Skill Crush for like design and things like that. So I was starting to get an idea of like what my options were, be- just because. I think at that point in time, like, I don't really know what my options are. Okay. I could probably do like social media management. I could do, um, web design. And that's really all I knew that existed from a remote perspective, other than working for a corporate remote job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think really just immersing myself in this industry was the biggest key just to get some ideas of what people were and weren't doing. That was one thing. And then, I started doing some research about like business management and, and things like that, because that's, I, that I, I felt like I had more to offer than just implementation mm-hmm. based on my corporate background. Um, you know, I, was I fine with just doing some implementation, some admin work and just to get my foot in the door? Absolutely. But I wanted to know like what the trajectory of that mm-hmm. was going to look like. I know that wasn't going to be my end point. And so I really wanted to do some research as far as where can this take me? Is this, 
is this something that's long-term like sustainable because mm-hmm. I don't want to just quit, you know, and, you know, for, for lack of a better term, what, what's considered, you know, good cushiony nine to five, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you've got a good salary, you've yeah. got benefits, you got these things, um, you know, just to kind of go out on a whim. Um, and I kind of, you know, laughed when you said what you did about when your trainer asked you, you know, like, how did you know you were going to make money? And mm-hmm. it was like, I didn't, Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea if I was going to make money. Yeah. And that was terrifying to me. Right. And, and I think like the big thing, it was just really just doing my due diligence and researching like crazy. You know, a lot of people always said, you know, talk about what, well, you know, how did you start your own job and, uh, or your own business and, it, I literally had zero social life. Like mm-hmm. I, if I'm honest, like I dedicated every waking hour that I had to this because I knew it was going to get me where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, that it's kind of choosing your priorities as well as, as I, you know, I sat down and if I wasn't at work, I was at home working mm-hmm. from my laptop, researching mm-hmm. and learning, or I was taking it somewhere to a coffee shop and doing it. That's how I spent my weekends and my free time. And I was okay with that. So I think like, that's kind of a big piece of it. And then for me, like I said, with being kind of type A, I wanted a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And with not really knowing what I was going to be doing, um, making a plan was hard. And so like the big things that I was identifying as fears as to why I didn't, I was scared to leave my nine to five was, a, a stable salary right. and then obviously things like benefits and right. like my 401k and things like that that are important yeah. um that I was just clueless on like what to do about it and so for me what that looked like was technically no job is stable right like you could yeah. lose a job at any point in time so there really is no stability in any job but for me what were things that I could do to build stability into what I wanted to do was okay, if I'm going to work with a client, I'm going to obviously create contracts. And in those contracts, I'm going to say, I need 30 days notice Mm -hmm. before you can cancel a contract, building things like actual tangible things into my business that helps me feel more secure. Okay. If I had 30 days notice, um, to get a new client, then that, that made me feel more comfortable, Mm -hmm. but at least I knew I had this contract for a certain period of time. And so things like that made me feel more comfortable. And then obviously research, like there's way to start your own, you know, 401k as Mm -hmm. being self-employed, you can find health insurance. Is it cheap? No, (laughs) you can find it. You know, there, there were solutions to the things that were scaring me. Um, and so that's really like where I kind of to pinpoint getting myself off the ground is I was identifying my fears. I was finding the solutions, like tangible solutions to those fears. And then I was just moving forward and not allowing emotion to take over at that point anymore. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so glad we connected (laughs) because (laughs) I, yeah, I, uh, so much similarity. I absolutely love it. And I love that you are totally honest and raw that it is, I mean, it's hard to start a job. And for the most part, at least I've never met someone who, unless they already had a business and sold it and then started another one. But I mean, that's very, very few. So most of the people that I meet, they start their business while working that nine to five and it is flipping hard, right? It is so hard. But if you are passionate in it and you can see yourself futuristically and I'm a very like present person I don't like to think too much in the future because I feel like it affects me presently right but in this case you have to have a business plan you have to think future 
And if that business plan, maybe start like not, I'm a big believer. I read the 12 week year book and it like changed my life. Right. So I do everything 90 day stents in a way. So test a 90 day stent, have like a very solid business plan, work your butt off. Like you're going to have to work your butt off balancing both jobs. Right. I think it's also very, very important. And, um, a lot of people say, you know, you need to leave your corporate no matter what, even if your business isn't making income, just because you're not going to be able to energetically put as much into your business, which I kind of agree, but you literally can't do that because you need to still make income. (laughs) Like we still have financial obligations and responsibilities. Like it's not just like, okay, well, I'm going to quit my job later. Unless you've got like a nest egg that you're sitting on that can sustain you for a certain amount of time. But I was not one of those people. I didn't have that. So yeah, it's, it's not realistic. And you, I mean, and you also like, I know you were saying that on the weekends you'd go to cafes and work and you'd work at night and stuff, but I'm sure you still made time for life in general because you wouldn't be where you are today if you didn't. Um, right. So that's why you have to still bring in some type of income because you have to remember to enjoy life. Otherwise you're going to hate your business. Uh, and it hasn't even started yet. (laughs) Absolutely. And, And you know, there are points in time, like in the past four years that I've had these moments of like, Oh my gosh, why did I do this? Right. I'm sure we've all had them because it gets overwhelming. You get overworked. You stop doing, you stop living, right? Like you get consumed sometimes and sucked into this world of your business and what everyone else is doing. And you get, you kind of, it's almost like you kind of enter an alternate reality outside of life Mm -hmm. and you forget like, Oh crap, I have, you know, life outside of this and I have friends and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's just really kind of checking yourself and making sure that you're setting boundaries around your time and and what you're doing too, to make sure that that doesn't happen. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I mean, that's something that I still struggle with because, um, I'm a, so I started this end of 2019. So I'm only about a year and a half into Mm -hmm. my business and it's just exploded. And it's a lot of like work, work while I'm still obviously trying to hire as much as possible, but it's sometimes hard to find good employees as well. But a lot of it still falls on me. And I know though, for me, I have to literally, I live by my calendar. Everything is color coded and I have to block out time to do things I like. For example, hiking with my dog, going out to dinner, go get a margarita, like little things like that. It's you just kind of forget to block out when you're first starting. Um, but I also kind of wanted to focus on, you know, you you map out your business plan. You do well. Keep rolling with it. Don't get shiny object syndrome. Right. If it's profitable, keep rolling with it. But don't be afraid to pivot into something else. And before we kind of started recording, you know, you were mentioning that you were doing a lot of one-on-one client work and now you have a course. So you're kind of focusing on both. And in fact, I'm kind of pivoting a little bit too, where I have my um, one-on-one clients, but I'm limiting how many I can take of them each month because I'm focusing on a course and a membership. So can we talk a little bit about, you know, making sure that you don't get shiny object syndrome. You keep at it if it's profitable, but it's okay at a specific point to kind of pivot into something yeah. else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, so I, I kind of, how I decided to make that pivot and when I knew I felt like it was the right direction ahead was I read a book called, um, oh gosh, Focus Driven, Vision Driven, The Vision Driven Leader, I think Ooh. is what it was called by Michael Hyatt. 
Um, I had never written down a vision for my business. Mm -hmm. I think number one, it's really, really hard to do from the beginning because you're just getting started and you really have no idea like what that can look like. Um, and so I, I didn't really have a vision written down. I'm not a big fluff person. And I thought a vision was fluffy, right? Like that's just the fluff stuff. I don't need to do that. However, I read this book and it gave me like very tangible, like this is why it's important and how it impacts your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you identify your vision, you know, you're really identifying not just the vision for your business, but the lifestyle that you want for mm-hmm. yourself. And I think that's what I really, like I, I avoided when I avoided it, I was making random decisions in my business that weren't leading anywhere that I was just kind of like, if somebody, if an opportunity presented itself, I was like, Oh yeah, sure. Sounds great. I said yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And that wasn't taking me in a a path upwards. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of, I was just kind of like coasting or like Mm -hmm. having dips, like a roller coaster along the way. And so once I identified what my lifestyle, what I wanted to look like, um, and that can change, right? Like, you know, cause four years ago it was, you know, I want to travel and I want to do all of these things. And I did those things and they were amazing and mm-hmm. I loved it and it was awesome. And now to the point, I just got married. I, we just bought a house. We're expecting our first baby in September. And so my lifestyle, what I wanted to look like, you know, f- moving forward is I want to be able to have time with my family. I want to be able to step away when I need to, um, and things like that and be present as a mom when I need to. Uh, and so I think allowing those changes to happen and like not looking at it as failure because at some point in time I was like, well, but I started my business because I wanted to travel and do all this stuff. Does that mean that I'm not, you know, succeeding at what I said I wanted to do? Mm-hmm. No, like I succeeded. I did those things. Life evolves. Yeah. And if you're not changing and evolving with it, then like, I don't, you know, that doesn't really work that well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I had that vision that really helped me because I kind of, visualized it as like those Cosmo magazine uh, quizzes. Um, And so like every time an opportunity or something landed on my plate, it was kind of looking at that Cosmo quiz and Mm -hmm. saying, okay, does this lead me closer to my end goal, Mm -hmm. my vision? Yes or no. If it doesn't, then, you know, it's something you have to decline, which at first was really, really hard for me to say no to opportunities Mm -hmm. because I think you kind of get in this like scarcity mindset of like, oh, if I don't say, you know, yes to this, then another opportunity is never going to come or may not come for a while. But once I started saying no, then it started opening the doors to opportunities that did lead to where I wanted to be. Um, You just kind of have to accept that maybe sometimes it involves taking a step back to take 10 steps forward. Um, And so I think that's kind of really how that pathway Mm -hmm. kind of got me to where I'm at right now. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what I was, ju- I literally just recorded and posted on Wednesday, uh, which was yesterday. I keep forgetting today's Thursday as we're recording this. Um, and it is like, you have to get comfortable with saying no, um, in, in life, especially as a business owner, but even in life in general, because the more you confidently say no to the right circumstances, the more opportunities are going to literally land on your plate. Because if not, you're just going to be completely overwhelmed, you're going to be burnt out, you're going to be exhausted, and you're going to be buying into or partnering with things that are not good for you. Um, And especially now, we're targeted so much online, on social media, on wherever we search. Um, It's very easy, especially as business owners, um, because you're also getting millions of emails, people solicit you all the time, and it's 
it's hard to, to look at these and think, oh, maybe I do need that. Oh, maybe I do need that. Oh, maybe I do need that. <laughs> so you just have to kind of like come back to reality. And I love your version of that, like looking at that Cosmo quiz and saying, does this align to my vision? But obviously first you need to have a vision and yeah. that vision will change as you and your business change and, and evolves. So does this align to my vision? Yes or no. And then from there, you know, you can say like, why not? Or why yes. And then make your, your decision based off of that. But I think the hardest thing for business owners, but also the most important thing as a business owner is to say no and to be okay telling people no or no thank you or when they're not doing good or, or something like that. Um, because 99% of all of us humans, we just, we're, we're nurturing and we just, we want to please people. We don't want to let anyone down. We don't want to, to make them sad or feel unimportant, but then we kind of forget to do that to ourselves. And yep. especially as a business owner, um, you know, and I remember this whole podcast journey coming back and, um, this obviously started because my mom's death and then I seeked out a therapist, but then I really got into meditation and, and energy and, and literally the power of positivity. And I remember she's saying like, as a human, you know, you place yourself here when you should place yourself here. And then you reverse that. And as a business owner, you've got to make sure you're placing yourself here and everyone else underneath you, because if not, woo. You're going to go on that bottom, <laughs> bottom staircase real quickly. <laughs> yeah, you're going to end up in burnout land really fast. And and that's that's what happened for me. It was, I think, August 2018 or 2019. Um, I had, like, hit rock bottom. I was, like, balancing 14 clients by myself. I had no help. Mm -hmm. And I had one person I was working with that was just reaming me 24-7. And I was trying so hard to please her and really like, okay, like take care. Like I got it. I got it. Mm -hmm. Like working myself to the bone. Mm -hmm. And I had somebody say to me, Courtney, if you had a baby, would you neglect your baby to go take care of somebody else's? Mm. And I was like, well, of course not. Like, why would I do that? And then she said, that's what you're doing. She yeah. said, you're neglecting yourself and your business to take care of somebody else, which like you said, you know, 99% of us, we want to nurture, yeah. we want to take care of people. And that's, I was so concerned about making her happy. I completely forgot about myself and my needs and I was suffering because yeah. of it. And I don't know why when she put it that way that I just, okay, that finally clicked in my head that like, well, of course I, I it sounded stupid. Like I would never neglect my baby to take yeah. care of somebody yeah. else's. Um, but that's exactly what was happening. And so that's kind of like what I always like repeat in my head. Like, am I taking care of my baby or am I taking care yeah, of somebody yeah. else's? Because, it, you know, you kind of get caught up in those yeah. moments. And if you keep going down that path, you know, it's not going to work. So I was able to, you know, step away from that client. I cut mm -hmm. my workload in half. And like from September on, I was like, things are changing. And I made, mm -hmm. you know, I made the decision. I knew I was going to lose income because of it, but income's not everything. Like no. your mental health and Absolutely. your, your just livelihood, like not just what you're earning, but how you're living mm -hmm. your life is so, so important. And I would rather be happy and content with what I'm doing than making a ton of money because Absolutely. even though making a ton of money, I'm miserable yeah. and <laughs> I'm not I'm not happy, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, do whatever brings you happiness. Like 
actual happiness and don't yep. focus on what brings everyone else happiness because it could be totally yep. different. And you're right. I mean, income is money is amazing. It is the only thing that allows us to literally live a life, right? Have a house, have children, get married, but you can be a lot happier if you focus on yourself first and then maybe money second, <laughs> right? Yep. It's just it's just like that mentality that you have to get into because mental health, I mean, in general, whether you're a business owner or not, if you keep beating yourself up and, and grabbing every single opportunity that knocks on your door and hitting rock bottom and getting completely burnt out, you're gonna get nowhere. Like no matter how hard you try, you will not find success because you are just, you're just, you're not going to get it because you're just so exhausted and frustrated and angry and burnt out. I don't know how many times we can say that, but it's true. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you really absolutely. have to just like switch that and focus on whatever it is that makes you happy. Um, and if it's getting your nails done once a week, then go do that and make sure yeah. you do that and stick to that routine. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right. Well, we are just about finished here. Um, really quick though, because I'm assuming some of my listeners are entrepreneurs, but what are some of the best programs in general that you normally recommend for business owners before we start wrapping up? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, when you're looking at platforms for your business, there's a couple of things to consider. Um, number one, there are so many options out there, right? We have so many options on tools and, and tech that we can use to run our business. Um, but just because we have all the options does not mean we need to use all of them. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, you need this, 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 and this, and this, which is great, but that's not always what's going to be what your needs are for your business. I'm a big proponent of as much of a lean system as possible because typically that is a little bit more effective and you're going to remove, you know, potential tech glitches and th just general overwhelm for you and your team. So when I look at what I, you know, would call like your virtual office, I would focus on a couple of foundational pieces. And number one is first and foremost, a project management system. Even if you're a solopreneur and you don't have a team, um, typically the goal is that we will eventually have a team, right? We want to grow normally. Um, and even if you don't, just from an organization perspective and from a client experience perspective, you need to have what you're doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis documented. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, if you get to the point that you want to hire a team, if you have everything up in your brain, then that's not conducive to mm -hmm. being able to delegate well. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be really, really hard for you when you go to bring on a team member because you have everything in your head. It's not documented. They don't know what's going on. And so when you go to make that hire, it's going to be a more overwhelming and stressful situation for both of you, for both you and the person that you're working with. Um, and then if you are just working by yourself, and you start losing track of things, your clients are going to start noticing quality of work is going to suck, is going to suffer. And clients is a big way that you're going to market yourself organically because you're going to get client referrals. And if they're seeing like, eh, she kind of drops the ball here and there and things like that start happening, then you're going to see that start leading and trickling into other areas of your business too. So a project management tool is always what I recommend. Um, there's obviously quite a few options out there. A lot of popular ones are 
um, ClickUp, Asana, Trello, Monday.co, Teamwork, Basecamp, et cetera. Um, my personal favorite is ClickUp. It is by far, um, I've tried them all. Um, <laughs> ClickUp is what we recommend. Um, obviously, that's what we do. With, we, we teach in our courses right. what we do for our setups. Um, but it's the most feature heavy and the most customizable for your business. And I think that's one of the big reasons I love ClickUp is you're not kind of stuck into this box of how they are saying you should set mm -hmm. things up for your business. And so it makes it easier for people that learn and absorb information differently. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really, really love ClickUp for project management. Um, and then outside of that, consolidating communication is a really big piece to running a successful business because we are in this space of constant connectedness. We have social media, Facebook, Instagram, we have Voxer, we have email, we have texting, we have all of these options to keep in contact with team and clients, but that actually leads to making a mess and it, it leads to poor communication because we don't know where conversations are happening. We might miss things. And so I always recommend consolidating communication as much as possible. And what I typically recommend is Slack, um, both internally for your team and externally with clients. Um, or if you are utilizing ClickUp, you do have the ability to have ClickUp chat or dashboard. So I say it's pinpointing one point of communication for your client and, and sticking to it. Yeah. You know, say, hey, when you onboard your client, some just general housekeeping, this is where we communicate. Yeah. Um, and if they ever try to communicate with you outside of that, I always redirect the conversation back to where I told them we should communicate and just say, hey, saw your message on Facebook address the question and just say, just as a friendly reminder, let's make sure to keep communication mm -hmm. in here because I want to make sure I'm providing you quality work and I don't mm -hmm. ever want to miss anything, right? Put a positive spin on it. Yeah. Um, so some type of communication hub for your business is really important. Um, some type of file storage. So keeping your files organized is a really big big, big piece too. Typically you'll see Google Drive and Dropbox. My preference is Google Drive, obviously, just yeah. because it integrates well with Gmail, GCal, yeah. um, et cetera. So that would be another piece. And then obviously some type of booking calendar. So mm -hmm. alleviating the back and forth of, are you, are you available now? Are you available <laughs> yeah. then? A booking calendar would be another basic that I would recommend um, to get kind of everything organized from the get-go mm -hmm. um, and creating boundaries with your time. So um, I personally love Acuity. That's my favorite booking system. Um, Calendly is also a good option, um, but Acuity is typically what we recommend. Um, but yeah, those are typically the four that I would say getting started with is going to really help set you up for success yeah. moving forward with your business. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. And um, so one last thing before we wrap up, if you can just kind of explain or let everyone know where they can find more information about your course, maybe talk about that a little bit. And then of course, where they could reach out to you um, personally, if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. So you can definitely find me on Instagram. That's typically where I'm at most of the time mm -hmm. um, at the Elevate Effect. So you can find me on Instagram. We do have also a free Facebook group if you want to join that. It's the Elevate Effect community on Facebook. Um, our course is linked on our website. We are actually going through and adding a bunch to our course right now, but it is an A to Z on how to set up and implement successful systems in your business. So we don't just cover the tech and how to do it. We're covering the strategy and the why behind it because that's really, really important for you to understand the why so that you're able to constantly evolve your business and your systems to continue to scale and sustain you long-term. Um, so making sure that we're auditing, we're reviewing them on a consistent basis 
basis. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we cover in the course. And we obviously have a private community for that, where you can come in and ask any and all questions you possibly have mm -hmm. about systems. So um, that course is on our website, or you can just send me a DM. I'm happy to send you the link. Um, but that's, so that's uh, pretty much the covers the gist of the course. Yeah. So. Ah, thank you. Well, everyone listening, please go check out Courtney. Again, it's the Elevate Effect on Instagram. Send her a message. That's how we got connected. Um, she's very friendly. Send her a DM. Or, of course, if you are a business owner um, and you don't have systems in place, or even if you do and you feel like they're lacking, having systems in place from the beginning will save you so much stress and headache. So yes. please start implementing that now and go over to Courtney's course um, because I know obviously it's going to help you so much. And um, other than that, thank you so, so much, Courtney, again, for coming on. This episode was phenomenal. I know everyone's going to get tons of value from it. So thank you so much again. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And everyone, I will talk to you all next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or just feel fired up, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories. It's always so motivating to see you getting the inspiration you needed to level up from my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best self to these episodes and I encourage you to do the same. If you think a friend or family member would enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share the ambition. I can't wait to chat next week, but until then, keep being ambitious AF.